Hey everybody, welcome back to the Liberty on Fire podcast. This is Libertarian Tony. So this is just going to be a foreign policy quick hits. Joey and I are going to try to do a podcast, I think later today, on the whole environmental craziness going on. But I'll leave that for a separate uh, little talk for you guys. Anyway, so the quick news on foreign policy is that John Bolton is gone. Thank the Lord. Okay, so John Bolton. Um, not really sure why he was appointed in the first place, because when Trump was running for president, he came out as very anti-war, anti-interventionist overseas. I mean, it was almost a, a libertarian, I guess, point of view on things. You know, he, he had this America first plan. We shouldn't be, you know, nation building overseas. And of course, he's right. And it would be really nice. It would be a nice feather in his cap leading up to the 2020 election. And I would say this if anybody was president, that if you can end a war, so Trump or any other president ending the longest war in American history, which is the war in Afghanistan, uh, by ending that war, and you could use that as a talking point going into your next re-election bid. And I think that's a good thing. I think any time... America, or any country ends a war, that's a good thing. So anyway, back to John Bolton. I guess there's some controversy over whether he was fired or, or whether he resigned ahead of time. I, I don't care. I mean, who cares? He's, he's out, okay? He never should have been there in the first place. It just didn't jive with kind of what Trump was saying the whole time as a candidate, you know, leading up to uh, his win. So it was almost like a shock to me that Trump put him in that position in the first place. Possibly, and I, I kind of like a weird theory about this, that maybe you know, Trump put Bolton in that position just to keep an eye on him. Maybe. I, I don't know. That's, of course, pure speculation. But whatever. The, the evil warmonger is gone. I don't think John Bolton ever came across a situation where he didn't think bombing someone was a bad idea. And it just, that doesn't sit right with the American people. I think most of the American people are just getting sick of all these endless wars. So, yeah, great, great news. Uh, I also have to give uh, credit to Tucker Carlson. Tucker, of course, you know, for his uh, kind of lack of understanding in certain things uh, regarding economics, I think he more than makes up for it on uh, foreign policy. So he had on that uh, former Colonel McGregor, uh, this was last night's Tucker Carlson show, and pretty much I think that guy said everything verbatim, uh, what I believe, and Tucker agreed with him on everything. So basically, uh, this guy McGregor, and so does Tucker, and so do I, believe that, yeah, Trump should get us out of Afghanistan, regardless of whether there's some sort of deal with the Taliban or not, because why does it matter? You're pulling your own troops out of harm's way, and it's not our problem. It's their problem to deal with. This is their country. Nobody has conquered Afghanistan in like a thousand years. There's no way we're going to conquer Afghanistan if you add a few thousand troops and a few more tanks. It's just not going to happen. So, you know, cut your losses, pull everybody out. Let's get out of Afghanistan. We'll be much happier for it. Most of the world will be much happier for it. And that, again, of course, will be a feather in the cap of uh, his re-election re bid. Okay. Uh, McGregor and Tucker also commented on 
the whole thing with North Korea. North Korea is not a threat to South Korea. North Korea is not a threat to Japan. Those two countries can more than take care of themselves. And it really looks like Japan and South Korea kind of want to form some sort of peace agreement. Some, they want to, you know, they want kind of mend some of these problems they've been having for 50 or 60 years. They want to fix that. Okay, and I, and I agree. And I think North Korea has been, you know, so stilted and kind of so backwards over the, I don't know, the past uh, so many years since the Korean War. I mean, it just shows when you when you look at, I guess, yeah, satellite photographs of North and South Korea. I mean, North Korea is black at night and South Korea is just completely lit up. And then if you look at the size of the people, I mean, the North Koreans are on average, who, who knows, maybe 20, 30 pounds lighter and four or five inches shorter than the South Koreans, but they have the same genetics. So obviously this is just kind of like years and years of mass starvation that these people are just malnourished. They're not getting uh, any sort of modern medicine or modern nutrition. Uh, the, North Korea knows it's dying out. I think the their leader is not as crazy as some people think, that he's probably smarter than people think. And that was one of his best moves ever was to you know, kind of reach across and, and shake Trump's hand. And that was a big move by Trump, too, uh, to kind of at least make it look like that they want to have a peace deal. Anyway, what else did they talk about? I think they talked about pulling troops out of Iraq and Syria. Also great moves. I mean, how awesome would that be if we got most of our troops out of Afghanistan, uh, South Korea, Japan, and Syria? Oh, that would just be fantastic. I mean, God forbid, peace would break out. Um, and the worst part, or the best part, you know, maybe we just don't lose some American soldiers' lives needlessly, right? I mean, what are we hoping to accomplish there? Unless you're going to do a full-out invasion of any of these countries, that there's no scenario where there's a win. There really isn't. So just pull everybody back. Let them do their own thing. We can be friendly with them, we could trade with them, open up, uh, you know, for more peace negotiations, you can do all sorts of great diplomacy with these countries, which would look really good for the president, it would look really good for any president being more peaceful and less warlike, okay, despite what a lot of the other national media channels want you to believe that, you know, more war doesn't make you presidential. Anyway, uh, those are just some quick comments I had on, you know, what's possibly going on with some foreign policy topics in the near future. I mean, Trump really has to kind of think about these things leading up to the 2020 election. I think another war would make him look really bad. That would be an easy, uh, I guess, uh, thing for anybody, even in his own party or the Democrats, to jump all over. Like this, problem, this president promised to get us out of wars and he started another war. So Trump ending wars would just be a win-win, not only for him, but for the country and for uh, our troops. You know, I, I, I don't understand how some people like to say that they are pro-American forces or pro-military, but then want to send our military into kind of needless conflicts that don't accomplish anything. I really think you're being more pro-military when you're reserving 
the troops for you know some sort of real war where America is attacked, that's when you need your troops. That's when you need to defend your country, right? It's when your individual rights are attacked by another country. You know, so somebody invades your country, or you're peacefully doing some you know trade with uh, another country, and then one of your you know ships is attacked or something like that. I mean, come on, right? It, what we're trying to do, being the policemen of the world is not good. And it's only creating more problems. And we have years and years of bad data now to analyze, showing that this is a failed policy, that America being the world police just doesn't work and only creates more issues. One more thing I want to comment on is that you can see that some of the, I guess, violence has toned itself down in Hong Kong. They're, the protests are not as crazy at the moment. So I think China has kind of backed down a little bit, which is good. But you know what? I think the U.S. needs to back down. There are certainly people over there who are, I guess, seeking, uh, I guess, American input or American influence to kind of escalate tensions with China. And that's not a good thing because anything that's leading us towards a direct conflict with China is a bad move, right? We don't want that to happen, right? Because if we get into a major conflict with China, guess what? Russia's not going to stay out of that one. And I bet you Iran's not going to stay out of that one. And North Korea is probably not going to stay out of that, right? So what are we trying to accomplish with that? Do we want to take on North Korea, Iran, China, and Russia all at the same time? I mean, could we win? I don't know what your definition of win looks like. If by win you mean, yeah, we will nuke most of their country, but they'll only nuke half of ours. Is that a win? Does that make any sense? When you have hundreds of millions of people dead? I don't think so. So that, that's just a stupid move. Once countries have nuclear weapons, then diplomacy is the way to go, right? Not threats, not more war. Anyway, thank you for listening to this foreign policy update. Well, that will do it for today. Thank you all for listening to the Liberty on Fire podcast. Please do me two favors. Number one is to share the show. Remember that we want to continue to advance the message of individual liberty, and sharing and growing the show is one of the best ways to do that. The second favor is to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. A five-star rating is much appreciated. Also, please check out our website, libertyonfire.org. Thank you very much. And until next time, let's keep those fires of liberty burning bright. <laughs>